Jaya Gopi Jana Valo Pa Giri Yasoda Nandana Prajajana Ranjana Yasoda Nandana Prajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tirabana Chari Jamuna Tirabana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjapi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Jana Vallabha Giri Bharadhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Giri Bharadhari Yasodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yasodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamunatiravana Chariya Jamunati Rabana Chari Chayaradha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Chayaradha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jayan Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivajakacharya Ashto Tarasat Sishimad Hisvan Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki 
Chayam Vishnupada Paramaham Sabarivajika Chaya Ashto Tarasati Shishimaj Shilabhakti Siddhanta Sasvati Chakko Prabhupada Ki Ananta Kodivaisnava Vindiki Nama Chaja Shilharidas Thakuri Ki Prem Sikho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Pinda Sri Sri Radha Krishna Kupinath Shamakunda Radha Kundigiri Govadana Ki Sri Brindavandam Ki Sri Maipura Navajvetam Ki Sri Purushatam Chetra Ki Sri Ganga Bhai Ki Jai Sri Jumana Mai Ki Jai Bhakti Devi Ki Jai Tulsi Devi Maharani Ki Jai Harinam Sankitana Ki Jai Nitai Gora Bremanandi, Sri Sri Gonitai Kijai, Sri Sri Radha Balaba Kijai, Sri Jagannath Paladesh Rabadha Devi Kijai, Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandira Kijai, Srila Prabhupada Kijai, Oh glories to the assembled devotees, Oh glories to the assembled devotees, Oh glories to the assembled devotees, Oh glories to Sisi Guru and Gorango Gosha Srila Prabhupada. Om Om Vishnu Pataya Krishna Pristaya Bhutalaya Shmati Bhujana Prabhu Chidamani Nama Omeshwaraya Krishna Pristaya Bhutalaya Shmati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Chidamani Namaste Sajpati Devi Gurudhani Pashtacca Desitarane Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 7, The Science of God Chapter 3 Text number one. Is that right? Okay, let's read the introduction, shall we? Hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal. This chapter describes how Hiranyakashipu performed a severe type of austerity for material benefit, thus causing great distress throughout the universe. Even Lord Brahma, the chief personality within this universe, became somewhat disturbed and personally went to see why Hiranyakashipu was engaged in such a severe austerity. Hiranyakashipu wanted to become immortal. He wanted not to be conquered by anyone, not to be attacked by old age and disease and not to be harassed by any opponent. Thus he wanted to become the absolute ruler of the entire universe. 
With this desire, he entered the valley of Mundra Mountain and began practicing a severe type of austerity and meditation. Seeing Hiranyakashipu engaged in this austerity, the demigods returned to their respective homes, but while Hiranyakashipu was thus engaged, a kind of fire began blazing, began blazing from his head, disturbing the entire universe and its inhabitants, including the birds, beasts, and demigods. When all the higher and lower planets became too hot to live on, the demigods being disturbed left their abodes in the higher planets and went to see Lord Brahma, praying to him that he curtail this unnecessary heat. The demigods disclosed to Lord Brahma Hiranyakashipu's ambition to become immortal overcoming his short duration of life and to be the master of all the planetary systems, even Dhruvaloka. Upon hearing about the purpose of Hiranyakashipu's austere meditation, Lord Brahma, accompanied by the great sage Brigu and great personalities like Daksha, went to see Hiranyakashipu. He then sprinkled water from his kamandalu, a type of water pot, upon Hiranyakashipu's head. Hiranyakashipu, the king of the Daichas, bowed down before Lord Brahma, the creator of this universe, offering respectful obeisances again and again and offering prayers. When Lord Brahma agreed to give him benedictions, he prayed not... He prayed that should be not to be killed. Huh? He prayed not to be killed by any living entity, not to be killed in any place, covered or uncovered, not to die in the daytime or at night, not to be killed by any weapon on land or in air, in the air, and not to be killed by any human being, animal, demigod, or any other entity, living or non-living. He further prayed for supremacy over the entire universe and requested the eight yogic perfections such as anima and lagima. Sri Narada Uvacha Hiranyakashipu Rajan Ajayam Apcharamaram Atmanam apratit vandabhvan Ekarajam vyaditsata Sri Narada uvacha Hiranyakashipurajan Ajayam apcharamaram Atmanam apraditvandvam Ekarajam vyadhitsata Srinaru vacha Hiranyakashipurajan 
Ajayam Ajaramaram Atmanam Apratitvandvam Ekarajam Vyadit Sutu Srinaro Vacha Hiranyakashipu Vajan Ajayam Ajaramaram Atmanam Ekarajam Vyadisata Hiranyakashipu Rajan Ajayamajaramaram Atmanam Apratidvandvam Ekarajam Vyadatsavata Ladies? Srinado Vacha Hiranyakashipu Rajan Ajayam Ajaramaram Atmanam Apratidvandvam Ekarajam Vyadutsavat Srinado Vacha Hiranyakashipu Rajan Ajayam Ajaramaram Atmanam Apratitvandvam Ekarajam Vyadhitsata Srinarada Uvacha Narada Muni said Hiranyakashipu The demoniac king Hiranyakashipu Rajan, O King Yudhisthira, Ajayam, unconquerable by any enemy, Ajara, without old age or disease, Amaram, immortal, Atmanam, himself, Apratitvandvam, Without any rival or opponent, Ekarajam, the one king of the universe, Vyaditsata, desired to become. Narada Muni said to Maharaj Yudhisthira, the demoniac king, Hiranyakashipu, wanted to be unconquerable and free from old age and dwindling of the body. He wanted to gain all the yogic perfections like Anima and Lagima, to be deathless and to be the only king of the entire universe, including Brahmaloka. Purport. Such are the goals of the austerities performed by demons. Hiranyakashipu wanted to receive a benediction from Lord Brahma so that in the future, he would be able to conquer Lord Brahma's abode. Similarly, another demon received a benediction from Lord Shiva, but later wanted to kill Lord Shiva through the same benediction. 
Thus, self-interested persons by demoniac austerity want to kill even their benedictors. Whereas the Vaishnava wants to remain an ever-existing servant of the Lord and never to occupy the post of the Lord. Through Syayujya Mukti, which is generally demanded by Asuras, one merges into the existence of the Lord. But, although one sometimes thus achieves the goal of the theory of monism, <laughs> one falls down again to struggle in material existence. <laughs> oh, Magana, Timirandasya, Gananjana Salakaya, Chakshurun Militam Jena, Tasmaye Sri Gurave Namaha, Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam, Stapitam Jena Bhutale, Svayam Rupakada Mahiyam Dadatisva Padantikam, Mukam Karoti Vachalam, Pangum Lang Hayate Garim Yat Kripa Tamaham Bande, Sri Gurum Dinatavinam. So here we find the character of a demon, Asura. There are two types of personalities. There's the Suras and the Asuras. Um, Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam Sada Pasyanti Surayaho. So the, the, the focus of the sura or, or the devotee is the supreme abode, paramam param, omtad vishnu paramam param. The supreme abode is the abode of Lord Vishnu. Whereas the, the demons, and Hiranyakashipu pretty much, Hiranyakashipu is the arch demon, right? The archetypal demon. He wants to usurp the position of Lord Vishnu. He wants to become God, basically. What is it here? Ekarajam. Vyadhitsata. His desire. 
to become the one and only controller. But of course, the one and only, what is it? Ishvara Parama Krishna. Uh, there is only one supreme king, Ekala Ishvara Krishna, Arasarva Britya. Everybody else is a servant. Ekala Ishvara Krishna. Krishna is the supreme controller. Everybody else is his servant. But the Sura, not but, the, um, the Sura, the devotees honour and recognise that. And they, as Prabhupada says here, uh, the Vaishnava wants to remain an ever-existing servant of the Lord and never to occupy the post of the Lord. Whereas the quality and characteristic of a asura, a person who's opposed to the suras, is to become here ekarajan, the, the, the supreme, the supreme king, the supreme controller. So here, in, here lies the tension, you know, here's the tension. How far can Hiranyakashipu go? Huh? So Hiranyakashipu, motivated by this desire to become the supreme, is um, about to create problems for everybody. <laughs> this is what demons do. Generally, the devotees want to see everybody living together peaceably. You know, uh, there's an understanding that <coughs> the creation has a purpose. God has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Right? One of the reasons why there is so much mental ill health in today's society is because nobody knows what their purpose is. You know, if the purpose of life is sense gratification and to accumulate as much wealth and influence and power and uh, property to become happy, then why aren't people happy? Because the, the, the purpose of life is not to gather material acquisitions but rather the, the purpose is to acknowledge the Ekale uh, Ishwara Krishna, the supreme controller, and w understand what one's relationship is with Krishna and how one should act in that relationship. And you know, really this is the purpose of religion. 
Very simply put, what is it? Jivera Swarupa Hoy Krishna Nitya Das, right? We're all servants. This is our purpose, or this is our position, our role, is to act as servants of Krishna. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that one can't become a, a prominent person, or that one can't become a king or a, a controller of sorts. Right? But that's, that's always done in the mood of service. Just like the king of, of, of the country, or in, our, in Australia, the prime minister. Uh, even though the prime minister may be in charge of everybody, still the mood of that position, of that role, is as a servant, right? as a custodian, right? like a parent. The, the, uh, the parents may have charge of the children, but uh, the mood of the parents is very much as a servant of the child, the protector. The parents may have dominion over the children, but the mood of a parent is very much as a servant. Right? Is that right, Nanda? You're a servant of your children? <laughs> they think you're in charge, but actually you're their servant. <laughs> but it is, you know, the parent is in charge. Otherwise, what do we, we'll have chaos. Right? And of course, that's what happens with the asuras. When they want to be in charge, then they create a, a chaos for everybody. Right? Whereas <clears throat> when there's the maintenance of that understanding of being a servant of Krishna, then everything fits into place because there's, it's, there is a structure, there's an order to everything. And, and, and this is what the Bhagavatam teaches. There is an order. Everything has its time and place. So the, the mentality of Hiranyakashipu as the archetypal demon is something for the devotees to avoid effectively. Right? You know, this, this mood of Rajukashipu was, let me become as powerful as Lord Brahma. So that's why he's asking for all of the benedictions from Lord Brahma. But then the ultimate uh, um, goal of Rajukashipu's desire to be as powerful as Lord Brahma was to take his place. Right?
this is, this is a fairly common mood, right, mentality. You serve the boss, but the real purpose is, is to take over the boss's job. <laughs> Become the boss yourself. Right? In, in a in a unsupportive, combative, you know, uh, confrontational fashion, subtly or not so subtly. Whereas the mood of the devotees is more cooperation. It's more about cooperation. But The, the Kanishta Adhikari is perhaps more competitive because generally they're thinking, I'm the best devotee. I'm a devotee. I'm the best devotee. I'm the most sincere devotee. Whereas a, <clears throat> a Madhyam Adhikari, one who's more advanced, uh, starts to develop humility. And, and starts to appreciate the devotees. The characteristic of a, of a Kanishta Adhikari is generally they don't appreciate other devotees. <clears throat> or they might appreciate their spiritual master and, that's, that, you know, and their god brothers, but not anybody else. Whereas uh, the Madhya Madhikari recognises Krishna, worships Krishna, as do the Kanishtas, but the Madhya Madhikari recognises the role of the devotees and appreciates the, the, the benedictions that they've received from the devotees and, and the opportunity to render service to others as being paramount. And that manifests in a, in a preaching community where all of the devotees cooperate and work together and serve each other, understanding that we're here for Krishna's purpose. I may have some desires, but my desires should always be subjugated to the service of Krishna and to, the, and to the service of the spiritual master and also to the service of the devotees and to the innocent. Right? The asuras are generally neglected. Right? They're neglected because of their envious nature. That's a characteristic of, of a demon. And we see that here. Hiranyakashipu wanted to take over Lord Brahma's position. Uh, that uh, matsarya, right? Envy of others is a demoniac quality. In, the, in that um, envy is, I want what you've got and you can't have it, right? So that's, man that's illustrated here by 
Hiranyakashipu wanting to receive benedictions from Brahma, but his real purpose is, is to kill Lord Brahma and become the, the Ekarajam, the one and only king. Atmanam apratidvandvam, without any rival or opponent. Uh, I'm the supreme. So we need to watch out for these qualities. The, the demoniac, the qualities of the devotee usually manifest in a character of a devotee, but sometimes the qualities of a demon also manifest, right? Especially in Kali Yuga, we find the demons and the devotees live in the same body, right? So we need to be careful about self-interest, basically being selfish. There's a certain amount of selfishness is appropriate. Self-preservation. Fulfilling our needs. Right? And we have fairly basic needs. Eating. How many chapatis can you eat? Five. Who hands up here who can eat five chapatis? <laughs> yeah, I, reckon, I can eat two at most in a meal. If I eat more than two chapatis, that's, that's it. Prabhupada used to encourage the devotees to eat ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is it? Atyahara. Over-collecting or overeating, That destroys bhakti. Atyahara. Prayasas cha. And here we see Aranyakashipu, pretty much the epitome of over-endeavour. Over-endeavour for mundane things that are not really beneficial for our spiritual advancement. Prajopa. Talking about unnecessary things or things not related to Krishna, effectively. Not that we don't talk, but we talk about our service or we talk about the Bhagavad philosophy. <clears throat> this is the. Uh, not that we don't talk. And Prabhupada makes the point that the reason why the there are recommendations for people to remain silent is because when they open their mouths they talk about nonsense, right? But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk. In fact, the devotees talking is the, because it's related to Krishna or it's about Krishna, that's the right kind of discussion to have. And too much following of the rules or, and regulations or not following the rules and regulations. There's a balance. To be had.
And, you know, this, this desire, especially for the devotees, sayujya, you know, to become one with God, to become God, right, is considered demoniac. We want to become one with God, but the, the, the understanding is in the mood of cooperation, right? We work together as one. And in that way, our, our activities and actions, our, our, what is it? Kamana manasagira. Iha yasya hare dasye kamana manasagira. Our actions, our words, our thoughts, they're all engaged in serving Krishna. And in that uh, engagement, we're connected to the order of the spiritual master. The order of the spiritual master is rendering service to Krishna. And so in that way, our activities, our thoughts, our speech, all become spiritualized. This is how we become one with Krishna. Right? Not that we lose our identity or that we take over his position, but rather we act as a servant. And that service is generally manifest through the service to the spiritual master. Uh, Krishna appears to the devotees in the form of a devotee, right? And acts as a guide. You know, generally we're not able to hear the voice of the super soul telling us what to do, right? Very rare. One needs to be very one. One needs to be to to receive Krishna's instructions directly. One has to be very advanced. But generally, in the beginning, we're not so advanced. And so, how so? How does Krishna manifest? Here's a question: How does Krishna manifest to the to the neophyte? Yes. Good. What else? How does Krishna manifest to the devotees? Books. Yes. In his instructions in the written form. How else? Yes, in the form of the deity. Oh. What's that? Prashadam. The most relishable form of Krishna, right? Yeah, Prashadam. Although, well, that's true. And Prashadam is a direct result of what? Who do we offer the Prashadam to? The Boga. Hmm? To the deities, yeah. So, prashadam is a is kind of like the res, the the result of deity worship. 
mean, it's not the only result, but... Yep. And, and so you see in, in our bhakti cult, right, that service to the spiritual master is paramount. Service to the deity, hearing the Bhagavatam, it's, it's integral, it's essential part of our sadhana. Right, so, you know, what is the, what's the first thing we basically do in the morning? What do we do? We have a shower, yes. What's, which, which part of those activities is taking a shower uh, connected to? Do you think? Yes, cleanliness, and cleanliness in relationship to what? What do you think it is? The body. <laughs> That's true. The body to do what? Who are we serving? After cleaning the body, who are we serving? The deities. Actually, it's part of deity worship. Cleaning the body is part of deity worship. Because in one sense, you know, you can chant Hare Krishna without having a shower. I mean, we don't, but <laughs> you can, right? But sometimes, you know, if you're traveling, right? If you're traveling, what do you do when, when you wake up? You go and have a shower? If you're flying on an A380 or a 787, do you go and have a shower? You do. <laughs> You'd be lucky. Or if you're travelling on a train in India, do you go and have a shower? I have. <laughs> but I don't. These days I don't. But you can still chant Hare Krishna, right? And generally, we, you know, it's also part of just general cleanliness. But it's really related to deity worship. So, you know, developing, the, and, and all of this is about developing a mood of service, of being a dasya, dasa, right? or dasi. Rising early, taking bath, then what do we do? We go to the temple and we worship the deity. Actually, it's interesting because we worship, we stand for the arti, but we're also glorifying the spiritual master. So there's more than one thing going on at the same time. Worshiping the spiritual master. And then after we've worshiped, uh, interesting, after we've worshipped Krishna and the spiritual master, who do we worship after that? Nishringadev. Yeah, Nishringadev. I guess so. Why not? Interesting. And we worship, why do we worship Lord Nishringadev? Protection. Protection. What? Protection from what? Fear from death. 
Mm, okay, yeah. yeah. Actually, don't we pray to Lord Nishringa Dave to remove the obstacles in the path of our devotional service? Well, we don't care if we're alive or dead so long as we can do service. Uh, you know, sometimes the devotees, we're going travelling somewhere and everybody starts singing the Shringer prayers, but it's not, you know, to protect us from car accidents necessarily. Uh, to remove obstacles in them. Right? Basically, we're saying, Krishna, you're here and you're there and you're everywhere. Right? You're in my heart, you're outside. So please protect me. Keep my devotional service intact. Then who do we worship after Lord Nishringadev? Tulsi. Yeah. And what are we praying for when we worship Tulsi? Yeah. What are we praying for when we worship Tulsi? What are you praying for when we worship Tulsi? Shibya? Increase our bhakti. What are we praying for? It is, yes, but it's a bit more than that actually. Yes, to become a resident of Vrindavan. Isn't that amazing? When you think about it, we're praying to Tulsi to be given entrance into Vrindavan and to see Radha and Krishna's pastimes. Pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, what is it? Mora e abilas vilas kunje dio vas. Isn't it? I want to become a resident of Vrindavan, live in the pleasure groves of Vrindavan, so I can see the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Right? Did you know that? Good idea to go and read the Tulsi prayer and understand what you're singing. Mora e abilas. Vilas Kunje Diovas. I want to become a resident of Vrindavan. What is it? Uh, and then I'll see the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. But not only see the pastimes, to assist uh, again in the mood of service. All of this is done in the mood of being a servant. And of course, a servant of the spiritual master. So that's the mood of a devotee. The Asura wants to be. Ekara, what is it? Atmanam aprati dvandvam. To be in charge of everybody. Have no competitors. Ekarajan, to be the boss, you know, in charge. I'm telling you all what to do. Serve me. (laughs) And, and, you know... uh, why the Suyujya Mukti is considered demoniac because the mood is to become 
God. Right? Become one with God, but ultimately to take God's position. Like here, Ranyakashipu wants to benedictions from Lord Brahma, but ultimately wants to take his position. And Prabhupada likens the Mayavadis to this kind of mentality. You know, Bhavananda would always tell this story of how when Prabhupada went to the bathing gut in Mayapur to take bath, and he was climbing up, and Bhavananda helped him up, right? And then when he got to the top, Prabhupada pushed him away. <laughs> Prabhupada said, this is the, the Mayavadi. You know, he uses the guru to get up to the spiritual platform, but then he pushes the guru away because now he's become God and he doesn't need the guru. Right? Whereas it is the, a key feature of the, of the, of the Chaitanya Vaishnavas, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, right? <clears throat> Is that, the, 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 that we always remain a servant of the spiritual master in any position, in any, even if we've achieved our Siddha Deha and we understand our um, relationship with Krishna, We've, we've, we've prayed to Srimati Tulsi Maharani and we've been elevated to the position of a resident of Vrindavan. Huh? Although, as Prabhupada points out, we're actually always there. We've just forgotten that's where we, where we should be or where we're from, depending on who depending on the situation, you've either come from Vrindavan or you're going there. <laughs> Depends on the acharya that you hear from, right? Or the, the, the situation. But that's the mood, that's very much the mood of the devotee is, I'm always a servant. And, and of course, you know, in the conditioned state, we're a, what is it? Godas, right? Servant of the, the mind and the senses, the belly, right? Give me the rasgullas. <laughs> Servant of the tongue. What is it? Vacho vegam manasakroda vegam jiva vegam udurapasta vegam. Being pushed, pushed, pushed. So we, we're usually or in a conditioned state pushed by our the, the mind and the senses but in the liberated state as a devotee we're um we we we're a servant of the orders of the spiritual master but in serving the order of the spiritual master comes liberation from that restriction or by that from that control of the mind and the senses, one then engages the mind and the senses in the service of Krishna, in the service of God. And in that way, we become one with Krishna, working in cooperation. Not that we become God and then everybody else, we tell everybody else what to do. <laughs> huh? Huh? So this notion, you know, 
of Sayuja Mukti, of becoming God, uh, and usurping God's position, is not actually desired by the Chaitanya Vaishnavas, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. They always pray to let me be a servant of Krishna. And I serve Krishna by rendering service to the spiritual master. Or all of the devotees. And, and that's why we pray. We actually offer respects to all of the devotees. Right? We're taught to offer respect to all of the devotees. But of course, we know that devotees have different levels of status, if you like. Right? <clears throat> Uh, this is uh, something I was reading the other day. Really nice, nice. And, and Rupa Goswami recommends this. Prabhupada recommends this. We need to be able to understand what, who's who. Right? You know, in um, modern society, there's a, there's a book called Who's Who. And if you want to find out who somebody is, then you go and look in the Who's Who. Although this, in this day and age, you go and look at LinkedIn, right? <laughs> if you want to find out who somebody is, right? But generally speaking, and, and that's a real, a realistic proposition if you want to know how to interact with somebody, right? You, ju you, you just don't turn up at Buckingham Palace and asked to see, see King Charles, right? I've come to see the king. I'll say, okay, well, who are you? <laughs> you don't go and see the king, you get an invitation, right? So, Understanding the devotees, we offer respects to all of the devotees, but at the same time we know devotees have different, le different levels of realisation, different levels of learning, different levels of experience. <clears throat> And so, and we need to know how to relate to the devotees based on an understanding, a proper understanding of their status, if you like. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and the example is given that, that all devotees are like a fire. They carry some shakti, right? some potency. But that potency, you know, one devotee may be just like a fire. You know, you can, you can toast your bread with the fire, right? But some devotees are like a volcano, right? Certainly you can toast your bread, <laughs> but you can do much more in, his, with, in, in the association of that devotee. So we need... While we respect, vancha kalpa terubhya cha kripa sindubhya evacha, right? 
we also need to understand the relative, the, the relationships amongst the devotees. So, you know, we, we, when we see our founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, then we understand he's a, he's a volcano devotee. <laughs> uh, <huh? clears throat> or, or Prabhupada gives you the example of the Parampara being a connection to Krishna. Just like the, the, the PowerPoint is a connection to the powerhouse. When you turn on the switch, out comes the energy. Right? And now depending on which plug you connect to, you can get more or less energy. Right? So more or less energy comes through... Diff through the, all of the devotees are acting as Krishna's representative, but some of them have more... Shakti than others, and so therefore require a greater degree of appreciation and understanding and um, respect, right? Respect. We're meant to be respectful to everybody, right? Trinada Pisunichena, Tororeva, Sahishnuna, Amanadena, Amanadena. Kitaniya Sadahari. This is our basic our basic our basic demeanour towards others is meant to be respect. Be respectful to everyone. How do you how can you be respectful to somebody? Give them a smile. Right? Offer them a glass of water. This is basic respect that you offer everybody, right? Even somebody who's a demon, we can offer them that much respect. That's basic civility. But to the, you know, to the uh, uh, Parivrajikacharya Paramahamsa Vaishnava, the least we'll offer is pranams, a smile, glorification, garland, a big seat, right? This is, this is the kind of respect that you offer somebody who's a, a volcano devotee. <laughs> huh? So it's recommended by Rupa Goswami that we should know how to treat everybody and respectfully according to their position. Very important. Based on relationships. And so... Um, and Rupa Goswami points it, it's illustrated in the nectar of instruction, these roles. Krishnesti yasya giri driyeta. Anybody who's chanting Hare Krishna, we're respectful to. Right? But we're also respectful of people who don't chant Hare Krishna too, right? And how do we, and, and we, 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 you know, we're polite in our dealings, but of course, we avoid them. <laughs> this is the kind of respect that we show demons. We stay away from them. Huh? But we're friendly. Yes, sir. Hello. How are you? Huh? <clears throat> A devotee is generally respectful to everybody. And then uh, the, the Madhyam Bhakta to those who are worshipping Krishna, following the instructions of the spiritual master, we bow down. We, off, we, 
pranati bhis. We offer our pranams, we, but we do more than that. We actually bow down to the devotees. Right? Vanchakalpa turubhyas cha kripa sintubhya eva cha. Patita nam pavanebhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha. And to the, uh, to the very advanced devotees, we worship them. We receive instructions from them. We serve the, uh, the Paramahamsa or the, 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 the Uttama Bhakta. Of course, we render service to all of the devotees, actually. But we need to know and understand their relationships. Right? And respond appropriately, accordingly. The art of serving the Vaishnavas is it's quite a it's a science. Beginning with the you know, serving actually usually beginning you know, where do we start serving the the devotees? Where do we start most intimately serving the devotees, you think? When did you start serving the Vaishnavas and the Vaishnavis? Prashadam, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Hearing, yeah, that's right, yeah, very good. That's probably, that is the beginning. Ado, what is it? Um, Sravanadi, Sravanadi, right? Begins with hearing. Sravanadi Sudhachitte, our consciousness is purified by, what is it? Guru Mukha Padma Vakya Chitte Te Kariya Aikya. Arana koriho mane asa. My only wish is to have my consciousness purified by the words emanating from the lotus mouth of my spiritual master, or from the devotees. And, you know, that service is actually very attractive. I remember when I first, when I was coming to the temple, um, and I, I really liked the idea of sitting down and, and the devotees come along and they give you, they feed you, right? basically you feed people. Very intimate, sir. And, and you need to pay attention to detail when you're serving, right? If you really want to show affection. Otherwise, what, are, what do the devotees do when they're serving prasadam? Sploosh. It's like, what are you doing, you idiot? <clears throat> huh? That's how I feel. And, and you know, I learnt this from Tamal Krishna Maharaj and Bhavananda. And, uh, if you just went and plopped prasadam on their plate and no consideration of what they wanted, they'd just 
blow you up. What are you doing, you idiot? Get out of here. Uh, so, you know, service means paying attention to who you're serving. Right? Paying attention to who you're serving. Then how, does it, how, does a, how do you feel if somebody is paying attention to what you need? How do you feel? Huh? How do you feel? Did you say? Really special. special. Yeah, you feel special. And you feel, you, show, you feel affection for the person who's... You know, what, a lot of what we do is very subtle. Actually, it's very subtle. And so, you know, when somebody just goes sploosh on your plate and it's like, what do you do? You know, it's like, moron. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you boofhead. <laughs> it's not, our culture is so much more subtle. It's like, dasos me, I am your servant. What, did you, what do you need? Right? What do you need? Uh, and you know, Prabhupada tells the story about how if the spiritual master asks for orange juice, you bring him milk. It's like, no, you, you bring him orange juice because that's what he wants. Or if there's no orange juice, what do you do? Bring milk? No, go and get some orange juice because <laughs> uh, that's what they want. Very, very, it's very subtle, actually, very subtle. So the devotees used to serve, and then I wanted to serve. I, was, I thought, oh, this is really good. I want to serve. And they'd say, no, nah, sit down. <laughs> Wouldn't let me serve. I said, why not? What's wrong, What's wrong with me? <laughs> you, know. you know, I was just a hippie. Long-haired hippie, so they, who, you know, I was unclean, probably, in their mind. So now nah, sit down. <laughs> and I wanted to serve. I was being served. So naturally, if you if you're being served, what do you want to do? Unless you're a demon, <laughs> what do you want to do? If somebody serves you, what do you want to do? Serve them back. Do you feel like that to your mum and dad? Eh? They always tell you what to do. But actually they're rendering service. Uh, that's part of the service, is doing what they tell you to do. Uh, yeah. So that's the mood. A mood. The mood of a devotee is to render service, but to pay attention to the details also. Uh, to do the service with attention to the to the the quality of the service because that's in the that's part of the engagement with who's being served which is a subtle which is quite a subtle aspect of service uh, that we have to meditate on it, it, the, the, the demonic mood is you serve me. Right? Serve me, serve me, serve me. 
Whereas the mood of a devotee is, and, and so we see that with the Hiranyakashipu. He wants Lord Brahma to serve him, but his goal is to take Lord Brahma's spot. Right? Not very good. Right? Whereas the mood of a Vaishnava, of a, of a Chaitanya Vaishnava especially, is to always remain a servant of a servant. What is it? Gopi Bhatu Padakamalayo Dasa Das Anudas. A servant many times removed. He doesn't think, oh, I'm a great servant of Krishna. No. And, and even Krishna says, one who says he is my servant, he's not my servant. My servant who is the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant. So if we, wanted to be, if we want to be noticed by Krishna, then we take the, any opportunity we can to render service to the devotees because we know that's very pleasing to Krishna. And in that way, we'll get Krishna's attention. By rendering that service, we get Krishna's attention. Interesting. Interestingly enough. Whereas Aranyakashipu, the demon, he wants to be served. And not only that, he wants to take the position of the person who's giving him his, uh, the benedictions, right? Very interesting. So we need to avoid that mentality as much as possible and maintain a service attitude. Not always easy, because devotees can sometimes be quite demanding, right? <laughs> so I have to pay attention to detail. Being a servant means paying attention to detail. Does anybody have any comments or questions? Sibya. Fancy having a question from you. Thank you, Prabhupada, for the nice class. Um, we see how Hiranyakashipu in the previous chapter was trying to pacify his family members by giving them philosophy which is favoring um, Krishna consciousness. But then how come he's, he has made a big change by praying to become immortal? He was, um, he was giving the philosophy not to fear of death. So then how come in this chapter he's praying to be immortal? What was that last bit? Um, so he, in the previous chapter he was explaining... No, I got that. What was the last sentence you said? In this chapter he's praying to become immortal. So right, right. Um, well, what we find is that most individuals have more than one facet, face, right, to their character. Facet, facet means the, the face, like facet of, of a, you know, of a diamond, each um, flat surface is called a facet, right? So on a diamond there are many facets or many faces, right? So just like you and me, we have many faces, right? There's the uh, obedient, um, um, Sibya, 
who does everything that her mum and dad tell her to do. And then there's the disobedient Sibia, who doesn't want to do anything that their mum and dad, her mum and dad tells her to do. Right? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> of course there is. So we're multifaceted. We're multi, our characters are not, we're not all just one personality, but we're, we're, our personalities are made up of multi-facets or multi-faces. Have you, have you ever heard of, have you ever been called two-faced? You've ever been called two-faced? Right, so we show the smiling face. <laughs> And then, you know, right? And you feel it. I, 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 I've worked with individuals who they're very nice to your face and they say, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Right? But then behind your back, they're stabbing you. Right? So they do one thing and then they do another. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced that, Sibia? Not yet. Okay, stick around anyway. <laughs> you will. People will say, you know, I'm your friend, everything's okay. And then you hear from others, that guy hates you. <laughs> All he can do is criticise you. Right? So we see with Hiranyakashipu, he has many facets. And He's a demon, remember? It was convenient for him to quote philosophy to pacify his relatives. Is what was called for at that point in time. Right? But here we see the, you know, here we see the real Hiranyakashipu in chapter 3, right? The nice Hiranyakashipu we saw in chapter 2. He's giving transcendental philosophy, right? because he's been brought up in a Vedic culture, and so he has an exposure to all of this. But his deep-seated uh, demonic nature, it comes out in the third chapter and keeps on going for quite some time. <laughs> so... Um, and even we'll see this in ourselves sometimes. There'll be an inclination to demoniac behaviour, and but we're still devotees, right? We still see. We like to associate with the devotees. We we like to chant Hare Krishna. We like to hear the philosophy. But then somebody tells us to do something. We say, Ah, get out! I'm not, not going to do that. Huh? I don't want to do that. Well, Araja, you do everything that your mum tells you to do? Hey? Oh, 50%. Yeah, 50%. When her mum says, okay, it's time to go home now from the temple, she says, no, I don't want to go. Huh? Yeah, so we learn how to, you know, there's a saying, you know someone until you don't, right? 
You know someone until you don't. So you know your friends because they generally behave in, in ways that, that are expected or ways that you've learned. But then all of a sudden they do something crazy and you think, I thought I knew that person, right? And now he's behaving in this way and I... Oh. So we learn that individuals have different elements to their character. So we're seeing that with Hiranyakashipu. But his predominant characteristic character is to be a competitor with Krishna, ultimately, right? With Lord Brahma and the demigods. That's his real plan. Right? So sometimes we hear people speaking nice words, but then we see they're behaving completely the opposite. Right? Seen that? Yeah. It can be disappointing. But what to do? What do you do? In that situation, what do you do? Pray to Krishna. Hey? Pray to Krishna. Pray to Krishna. Yeah. Yep. Be tolerant. We, we have to be tolerant sometimes. Any other comments or questions? What's that? Sure. You can ask two questions if you like. Okay, thank you, Prabhu. So, we see here, Hiranyakashipu want to become immortal or want to become... If a devotee want to become good in what he is doing, or he want to become, you know, the best servant, yep. is that a, a wrong desire? No, not necessarily. No. You know, sometimes we say somebody's ambitious. Uh, it's... it's it, we can we can sublimate any desire almost in Krishna's service, right? And 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 especially we'll have a career, we'll have a vocation, we'll have an inclination to want to serve. It'll be our life's purpose, right? So if we have certain qualities and characteristics. Um, that are natural to us, we shouldn't stifle them. They should be encouraged um, such that we're then able to exercise our natural aptitude, right? Because if you don't, it'll come out anyway, right? In a person. So the, the, the spiritual master or, the, you know, the, our, the, the, yeah, the spiritual master, the Siksha gurus, ideally should be able to identify the characteristics and the qualities of somebody and encourage them in such a way so that it's sublimated or it's purified in Krishna's service, right? So if somebody has the capacity to, in your case, organise and manage things, right? It'd be foolish for me to say, oh, you should go and you should go to the forest and chant Hare Krishna. Right? And just study Prabhupada's books. Because, <laughs> right? I mean, you can do that and you do do it, but at the same time, you have your natural propensities to act. So you've, we've got to fan that quality or that, that talent 
but it's always done in service to Prabhupada or in service to Krishna, right? Now, what can often happen with ambition is that one becomes, even as a devotee, like Aranyakasipu, and you know, he's qualified, he's capable, but then he wants to become the temple president. For a, I'm not suggesting that's what you want to do, but say, for example, and you want to compete then with others. Or even, and, and you know, we see politics in ISKCON. Have you experienced politics in ISKCON? Left wing or right wing? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There are politics. Right? Ask the ladies. All, somebody's always pinching somebody's flowers. <laughs> and then say, you stole my flowers. In fact, they're the ones who were stealing the flowers. <laughs> or they've got their eye on somebody else's flowers and they say, you stole my flowers. <laughs> So, you know, that's a pretty minor level. So, we do have to learn the art of cooperation also, right? So, encourage the natural tendencies of others to act in Krishna's service. So, that's why we have the Vacho Vegam, Manasakroda Vegam, Jiva Vegam, Udurapasta Vegam. Yo Vishaheta, what is it? Diram. Savamapimam Pritivimsasisyat. So, how do we control. Where's Abai? Oh, he went to school. I haven't seen him for so long. I've been th I said to my Chicharipi the other day, Where's Abai? Where's Abai's mum? Sorry? Yeah, I figured you were somewhere. <laughs> We'll be missing you. Yeah, so um, the art is to really encourage the natural and acknowledge that everybody's going to have, have that, right? Just like we see with the children. They have certain qualities and characteristics that we want to encourage. There are certain qualities and characteristics that we might not want to encourage, right? So, um, it's, it's expected, right? It's expected that each person will have their talents and we should encourage that as much as possible, so long as it's supportive of the mission, supportive of devotional practice, basically. <clears throat> Does that make sense? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was talking philosophy, but then um, wanted to... Uh, take away Lord Brahma's position, basically. Uh, he did. Yeah. And we, we, we see that in, in personality-based culture, right? 
the in charge is always respected right, and deferred to. But when there's an opportunity to knock him off, okay, we grab it. <laughs> so you see that in places like India, everybody's respectful to the Prime Minister, but they're thinking, boy, what can I do to get his job? <laughs> or even just demoniac. That's just demoniac. You know, like we, we were talking to uh, one of our local politicians the other day, and... Um, they were telling us that some of the negative stories in the press came from their own side, not from the opposition. <laughs> so within the political party, there's vying for position, right? And sometimes negative, you know, stories actually coming from your own side, not from the opposition and they leak information to the papers, right? And you think, oh, that must be coming from the opposition, but actually it's not. It's coming from the people within the party who want to topple that person. Huh? And that, could, that, of course, for devotees, that's, you know, when, when we find that there's somebody who's a devotee who's trying to stab us in the back, right, that can be very... Um, dis, um, Encouraging, right? Very discouraging. But that's politics. And um, there's politics in ISKCON. There's politics everywhere. As you say, left or right wing. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Anybody, anything else? Gantaraj Simad Bhagavatam. Kijai, Silaprabhupada, Kijai, Gora Bhaktabindi Kijai. Hiranyakashipu, Ki, Poo.